1: me bunny welcome back this is our fifth episode of xr higher self and i've been having a blast it's been a great new medium and way of reaching people and I feel like the higher self community is really really expanding but also getting like really close at the same time which is just feels super sweet and I know I say this every time but I just I really think the strongest aspect of this podcast is hearing all of the voices of other people who sent in their questions about all kinds of things and I'm just so grateful for you to have reached out and and shared If you want to send me a question, it's super easy. Just record a voice memo and email it to xohigherself at gmail.com or you can call and leave a voicemail at 740-481-1216. I had a pretty good weekend not celebrating on the 4th of July because now we are aware more than ever that it's not really the true independence for all people. So after contending with some emotional experiences of that realization and getting more in touch with how we do things in this country in this really backward way. I wrote a little thing about how our only real independence is the independence of our spirit from being able to be diminished by these oppressive forces. And that is the strength that we all connect to in order to keep changing this experience here because it's the power from beyond the physical realm that we utilize to transform this physical realm. And that's the magic that we all hold. So I hope that you had a beautiful week and I hope you're feeling good and I hope you know how important you are to this world and how important you are to me. And with that, let's get started with our first question.
0: Hey, Benny, thank you for taking my question. So I recently entered a new relationship about a month ago and things have been going pretty well. Um, but I've been having some issues in our communication and, you know, it it seems like when we have conversations, they're very open and loving, but I don't always feel like I'm being fully received. I've had to explain a boundary in our sex life a couple times and it doesn't seem like He's, it's really resonating um, because it feels like my boundaries are still being crossed when we have sex, um, and I'm not really sure how to address it. So how would you—how uh, do you go about confronting someone without making them feel attacked, but also, like, getting the message across that this is not okay,
1: I'm really proud of you for knowing your boundaries and communicating them with your partner. You are so worthy of having them respected and you have given him multiple opportunities and he still hasn't respected them and that really concerns me for your physical, emotional, and spiritual safety. I definitely feel like you shouldn't be engaging in sexual activity until you are 100% positive that your boundaries will be respected. And that's the advice I would give anybody in all types of sexual relationships. When you asked how to communicate to him without him feeling attacked, I think there needs to be a shift in priority. The priority right now is you feeling safe, and you can't keep sacrificing that in order to protect his insecurities. You telling him your boundaries isn't an attack, and I'm concerned for his level of inner growth as a safe partner for you if he does see it as an attack. Bringing up his mistakes might be a scary place for him, but his actions are what created an unsafe environment in the first place. Your higher self knows that it doesn't serve you or him to keep this unchecked. You obviously care a great deal about him and this relationship and want to make it work, and I respect that. But if you can't get your needs met, it's not working. Your needs should be his needs. There's a long history of toxic masculinity that influences male fragility, especially in the bedroom. And a big part of that is not listening to femme voices and respecting boundaries. He might not be aware of this, but it's actually his job as your partner to educate himself on what boundaries are and what the patriarchy is. I mean, that's the minimum. And as femmes, we're often so used to wanting to please our partners that sometimes we're not conscious of how the patriarchy has influenced our behavior or how we see ourselves or what we think we're worthy of. A healthy relationship is when people are taking responsibility for creating a safe space of communication and bringing out the best in each other. And a huge part of that is checking our privilege. Whether it's racial privilege or gender privilege, those dynamics don't just play out in the collective. They play out in our most intimate relationships. It's an honor to share space with you, and that space is sacred. The more time and emotional labor you want to put into this relationship to help him understand his ignorance and the way he still needs to grow is up to you. But I encourage you to get quiet with yourself. And ask your higher self, is sharing space with this person helping me heal and find myself worth? Or is it adding to my trauma? Hi, Bunny. So
0: I'm about to make some pretty significant life changes, um, like trying to get my own place and live alone for the first time in my life. Right now, I live with some pretty close friends, and that's been going okay. But it's become very clear, especially in this time of isolation, uh, that I just need my own space where I can just be. There's no, you know, animosity towards anyone that I live with. However, it it's just it's become it's just gotten to a point where I just know in myself that. I just, I need to do this for myself. So if you have any tips on moving forward with this process and how to, you know, conduct yourself still living with other people while you're trying to make this
1: change, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And I love you. When we're in touch with our needs and act accordingly, like deciding to move out of an apartment with roommates, it can be a little scary because it might go against what other people want. But no one wants to have a roommate that doesn't really want to be there. And doing what's right for you sets a really good example that we all deserve honest communication and that there's no shame in our desires. Having tough conversations, whether it's moving out or a breakup or telling someone they hurt your feelings or setting a boundary, becomes a lot easier when you approach it without assumptions on how they're going to receive the information and also being willing to make space for their feelings since you're asking them to understand yours. When you break the news, I would do it in a way that shows gratitude for the time you live there, with enough notice so they can find another roommate and won't be down and out paying the rent. I'm not sure about your roommates, but since there's a lot of people out there that have roommates because they just can't afford to have their own place, I would be mindful as well of that privilege. It's a tenser than usual time and people are more sensitive now with everything going on. It's okay if it feels a little awkward in the house after you break the news. It happens. These situations are awkward a lot of the time and we don't always have to know exactly the right thing to do or exactly the right thing to say. Don't take it too seriously. Just be nice and respectful and that's all you really have control over. I also think giving them a goodbye gift, even if it's just like a card that you made, can be a super sweet gesture too. I'm really excited for you in your new space. Congrats.
2: Hello, my name is Laura. I am a queer woman from Chicago. Um, I wanted to call and ask your advice on how to deal with loneliness during the pandemic. Um, I have always struggled to... Build close relationships, and it's something that I've always really wanted. And it's something that I was about to work on before everything got shut down. I joined a group therapy, but obviously that is canceled for um, the foreseeable future. And what was a struggle before has become astronomically difficult now. Um, I'm feeling lonelier than ever. I do have a wonderful, wonderful partner um, who is supportive and. Um, I will hang out with a couple of friends, socially distanced, but, um, you know, I'm not sure how to carry myself through this gracefully without feeling so lost and so sad. So I would appreciate
1: your advice on my question. Thanks for all you do. Bye. This pandemic is forcing us to reimagine what our relationships look like and how we can find connection. I think we all feel a little lonely right now. And I think even when you have a lot of friends, you can still feel lonely because loneliness isn't so much about the quantity of connection, but it's really about the quality and how open and vulnerable we are with our friends can really determine what level we feel isolated. So what do you think is getting in the way of you being more open with people? Are you afraid that you'll be judged? Are you ashamed of your feelings? Do you think that you have to project a level of self-confidence or success in order to be a valuable friend? What would it take for you to reach out to someone and say, I'm feeling lonely. Can we talk? Our culture teaches us to always project strength and that our confidence is what is most attractive. But I would argue that real confidence is being able to tell someone, yeah, things have been really rough, but I'm trying. What's truly attractive is authenticity. That's how you build trust in a relationship. When you show you trust your feelings with another person to be yourself with them, that helps them feel more at ease trusting you with their feelings and to be themselves with you. And that's what building intimacy is. That's what building closeness is. One silver lining of this pandemic is that it showed us a lot of us what we used to take for granted. For example, being able to even go to a social gathering. Like, I think I wrote on Instagram a few weeks after the lockdown that I actually missed social anxiety. Well, that was kind of true. But it's really showed us that life is precious and every day matters. And often our fears just get in the way of our own happiness. I've said it before in this podcast, but people really need friends right now there are a lot of people who feel isolated and lonely and afraid. I like to think of this community as one that does our very best to awaken both the love in ourselves and in other people. And it takes courage to do that work. And some activities are harder than others. For you, reaching out to people is just difficult. But that's okay because everything we're not used to is challenging. It's worth it. You are worth it. I mean, you called this podcast and left a voicemail with all this honesty and vulnerability. You doing that is helping so many people right now feel less alone. Take that same energy to your relationships. Send a message. Make a phone call. Write a letter. Send someone a gift. You already have everything you need. You're insightful, passionate, caring, and compassionate. Dang, I'd love to be your friend.
3: DM me. Hey, Bunny. So I have a question. Um, Me and my ex-partner broke up some months ago. And then this time I've been unpacking the things that have hurt me in the past. um, But also the things that continue to affect me. And one of these things was our sex life. Uh, We didn't have sex often. Which in itself wasn't so much an issue for me. um, But... He would say that it was because he wasn't attracted to me. Um, and, you know, I, like, I would see him be drawn to others. And uh, he even admitted to me once that he, he'd he have to think of others while being with me. Um, and this was very hurtful, obviously, because I felt responsible for this problem between us. I mean, even though I understand on a rational level that um, this had everything to do with his traumas and, and his past... Um, and that something like that has absolutely nothing to do with me. On a deeper level, I still somehow believed like it was my fault, like I wasn't good enough, basically. And this continues to be a bit of a block for me um, in my relationship to myself and and how I feel about myself, also in a sexual context. So what advice could you give me on on how to navigate this insecurity and feelings of not feeling good enough, feelings of inadequacy? Thank you.
1: Right off the bat, I want to talk a little bit about what you called a deeper level. Because you said on a rational level, you know his actions have nothing to do with you, but on a deeper level, it's making you question your worth. Because I would say on a deeper level, you know it has nothing to do with you, but on a surface level, it's making you question your worth. On our deepest level is our higher self, the inner place where we can clearly see the truth of our worthiness, the place of self-compassion. On our most deepest level, we are grounded in the strength of our own love because there is nothing that anyone can do or say that could ever diminish that. We might not always be conscious of it, but our higher selves are always there, no matter how far away we may strain our thoughts from that reality. We can always return home. The things your ex said to you was incredibly hurtful and incredibly disappointing. And you're probably right is the result of his trauma. And I'm sure if he went to therapy and, you know, worked on it, he could break it down and maybe figure it out. But on a spiritual level, it's also the result of living in a culture with a consciousness that is driven by a very surface-based understanding of our worth, rather than our inherent value of inner love. And his lack of awareness of his higher self kept you and the relationship In this surface consciousness, the place where you have to put other people down to feel good about yourself, because if no one is below you, you have nothing to stand on. And you, as his partner, were his easiest target. Putting you down made him feel better about himself. This is especially hurtful around sex because we're so open and vulnerable, and unfortunately, when you aren't able to be honest in your vulnerabilities like him because in this patriarchal, surface-minded world, vulnerability is weakness, sex becomes a very scary place. So rather than reveal quote-unquote weakness, it's easier to project weakness on the person who is making you feel really vulnerable. Sometimes what can happen to our spirits when people hurt us is we become vulnerable to seeing the world the way that they see it. The summer before I moved to New York for college, I found out that my girlfriend had been cheating on me and lying to me for a year. And before that, I never, like, questioned my attractiveness. I mean, I didn't go around thinking, oh, I'm so good looking. I just didn't really think about it that much. And I would just wear whatever I wanted, whatever felt comfortable, and eat whatever I wanted. And I just felt really comfortable in my body. But after that heartbreak and betrayal, I started to see all these flaws in myself that I had never seen before. And I began judging myself really harshly. It's like I thought if only I had been different in this way or that way, she wouldn't have rejected me. And I wouldn't have felt so insulted. It's like a survival technique. We think if we just unlock this key of what's wrong with us, no one will ever hurt us again. But our higher selves know that all of that is an illusion because people treat you the way they feel about themselves. And we're not in control of what other people do. What we are in control of is not needing to be better than anyone else to know our worth. Rather than needing to put others down, we rise above, grounded in our higher selves. And I have every confidence that this experience is gonna help you find relationships with people who are further along the journey of deconditioning this type of mentality. The more centered you are in your own worth, the more attracted you will be to people who are centered in theirs. Don't let the ways in which he still needs to grow hold you back. You're free from that now.
2: Hi, Bunny. I think um, I have found that It's much easier for me to be there for other people than it is for me to be there for myself. And I often find that I will give advice to other people that I'm unwilling to take myself. And I guess my question is, how do I stop that? How do I make space for myself to be there for myself in the ways that I so easily do for others?
1: Okay. Bye. Giving to others can be tricky because a lot of times we think it's selfless, but in a really big way, we're getting a lot out of it. It gives us pleasure to be there for other people. It builds our confidence. It makes us feel valuable. And I think that's why it's hard to understand how to give and do for ourselves because we don't acknowledge that we're actually using the struggles of other people to give ourselves value. When we only do for other people or help other people, we will always need someone to need our help. And we take on this role as a helper and we start identifying as this person and lose our sense of who we are beyond that. So when we're out of that role, it can feel really uncomfortable. But our true value doesn't come from what we do, whether it's helping people or selling cars. It comes from within and then knowing of who we are and that we are whole and valuable just by being ourselves. And from that awareness is where our own self-care takes shape. Giving advice comes easy to you because you can see other people's higher selves, which is a gift in itself. And that's probably why you're so attracted to helping people. But remembering to connect to your higher self is another level of consciousness in my opinion and that takes a lot of intentional practice but it gets easier the more you do it. Aligning with our higher selves is a never-ending journey because it actually is who we are and when we see ourselves in the world from that lens you realize self-care is less about what you do and more about what state of consciousness you do it in. For example, for someone going to the gym, it can be an act of self-care because it releases endorphins and they feel energized from the activity and it gives them this warm sense of inner light. But for another person going to the gym, it's all about needing to look a certain way or maintain a certain body size in order to feel okay about themselves because they don't have that awareness of their inner value. When we're in the consciousness of higher self, we're in the consciousness of love in all of our activities whether that's helping another person, tying your shoelaces, or taking a bubble bath. It's a paradigm shift to a new reality. And caring for yourself is just second nature there. Because you're just in it. You're in the reality of love. You intuitively know what to do. It's the place where you are your higher self. Self Self-care is like an arrow to the truth of who you are. It's an activity that helps you get to that state of consciousness. It's not the actual act itself that's important. That's why it looks different for different people. Maybe giving to others and helping other people brought you to that point. But now you're ready to implement some new practices because it's just not doing it for you the way it used to. It's just another level of your journey and it's exciting. Take your time to play and experiment with yourself to see what new things will open that portal for you. Well, that sums up this episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. We can't do the podcast without you. You can go to patreon.com backslash and get exclusive video content, behind the scenes stuff, discount codes for merch. It's really, really cool. If you weren't already doing something for yourself today, some act of self nurture, self care, I want you to close your eyes and ask your higher self what is one thing I could do for myself today that will remind me of how much love I have inside of me? It could be writing a letter to yourself, it could be making a list of all the things that you're proud of about yourself, it could be going on a walk, it could be doing a drawing it could even be just saying out loud i'm loved i'm cared for i deserve all of the abundance in the world take a little time today just close your eyes ask your higher self what to do and i promise you the answer will pop up right in your head until next week have a great one remember i love you and so does your higher self okay bye Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.